0: Well, today we continue our sermon series on the I am statements of Jesus in John's Gospel. Each statement reveals something unique about Jesus, and no statement is complete all on its own. And today we get to that part in John's Gospel where Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And reading our passage today as church member Frida Nader, Frida, would you come forward please? And Frida grew up in Syria, and she was telling me this week uh, how much this passage, this image of God as a shepherd and us as sheep, uh, how special it was to her. So Frida, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like you to tell us why. Um, why does this passage resonate with you uh, so much?
1: Good morning. Thank you for letting, allowing me to share my story. When I was uh, born and raised in Syria, my dad bought me a, she- a sheep, a small sheep. And uh, I took care of him, and I really liked him so much. And so I would put him nearby field where he can eat the green grass and enjoy himself. And so one day I came home late at night, and uh, I didn't uh, it was so dark, I couldn't see him. And I was wondering how I'm going to find him. And so I said to myself, "Well, what does the sheep do?" What language do they use? And so I went like meh meh and he believe it or not he responded to my voice and he went ma so I knew how to go where he is and I went and got him, brought him home, and we were both happy. Thank you for letting me share right, this so, story. It was so, so uh,
0: Yeah, so because you're multilingual. <laughs> Oh, thank and, you. And speak, uh, speak and you were language. able to bring the lost sheep yeah, home.
1: And brought them home. All right. Thank you.
0: Uh, would you please uh, stand as Frida reads for us this morning's uh, passage?
1: This morning, uh, the passage is from the gospel according to John chapter 10, verses 10 through 21. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So where he sees the wolf coming, he abandoned the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacked the flock and scatters it. and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father uh, loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. At this word the Jews were about were again divided many of them said he is demon possessed and raving mad why listen to him but others said these are not the saying of a man possessed by a demon can a demon open the eyes of the blind let us pray this is the word of god,
0: Thanks
1: be to god. let us pray O holy and gracious God, we come to you this morning with, the, with thankful heart for your love and your mercy for us. Even though while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We pray that you will open our heart And mind to your word. Today, as our Pastor Scott will bless us with his sermon he prepared for us this day, we are your sheep and you are indeed our shepherd. We give you all the honor and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
0: Amen. You may be seated. Thank you you very much. Well, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And you might have heard of hospitals and churches and schools that are named good shepherd. This is where that title comes from. Jesus wants to care for you and watch over you, guide you, protect you, lead you, and be your ever-present friend. And the illustration Jesus uses to talk about this is the relationship between a shepherd and his sheep. Now, remember, the people that Jesus was talking to were largely from an agrarian society. They understood better than most of us when Jesus told parables and stories about farmers and shepherds and ranchers. Uh, Most of us, other than Frida, have probably never owned a sheep personally. Uh, And so I'm going to talk to you this morning about sheep, but mostly I want to talk with you about the shepherd. First, let's talk about sheep. Sheep. Uh, I went to a sheep farm this week to learn a little bit about shepherding. Uh, Please watch the screen. Behind me are the animals most frequently mentioned in the Bible. The Bible talks about cattle 131 times, dogs 41 times, eagles 26 times, but sheep are mentioned in the Bible more than 500 times. Hundreds of times in the Bible, the Bible refers to people as sheep, and to God as a shepherd. The Bible is telling us something very important about the human condition. Sheep need a shepherd. Other animals run wild. There are wild dogs and wild horses and wild turkey. There's no such thing as wild sheep. Sheep don't do well on their own. Sheep are prone to poor decision-making. Without a shepherd, sheep are without hope. The shepherd of these sheep uh, told us that, that we were free to videotape today, but warned us that some of the sheep are, are, are pretty stupid, that the, the, some of the idiot sheep might not cooperate with us. But it turns out these sheep are actually uh, pretty normal. Uh, sheep are not known for their intelligence and creativity. Sheep are prone to wander and prone to make mistakes. There are documented cases in the Middle East of a sheep walking off the edge of a cliff and the other sheep just follow that little sheep right off the edge of the cliff. Uh, we think the sheep at the end of the line should you know, pause and reflect. Uh, let's think about what we're, what we're doing here. Uh, this seems like a really bad idea, but they do not do that. And we are just like that. God says through the prophet Isaiah, we all like sheep have gone astray sheep are helpless and yet jesus the good shepherd when he talks about his sheep uh, we get no sense of his frustration for the sheep only his love for the sheep and today we remember and celebrate and receive the love of our good shepherd jesus said i am the good shepherd Yeah, when talking about this uh, particular passage today, many preachers like me focus on the stupidity of the sheep because it's kind of amusing and fun to talk about that. But the focus of this passage is not on the stupidity of the sheep, but on the love of the shepherd. I mean, aren't you glad we're not doing a series called You Are? But I Am the i am statements of jesus not the you are statements the i am statements of jesus jesus said i am the good shepherd and his shepherding work flows through all the gospels take a look at what uh, recorded by matthew when he jesus saw the crowds he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like what sheep without a shepherd we all need a shepherd It stings our pride, but it is true. Your shepherd is to whom or to what you are trusting your life. Your shepherd is to whom or to what you are counting on to take care of you, to make your life worthwhile, to guide you. And so people might say, my job is my shepherd. My 401k is my shepherd. My reputation is my shepherd. It might be a relationship might be a substance we all have a shepherd choose your shepherd carefully because when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death and you will your job your money your success will not shepherd you there and the good news today is that if you want jesus can be your shepherd When Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, what does he want us to understand about himself? We'll talk about three things this morning. First of all, uh, the good shepherd guides us. The good shepherd guides us. This does not mean that if you follow Jesus, nothing bad will ever happen to you. But it does mean if you follow Jesus, you will never be alone. You won't go through that by yourself. It means you can actually know the good shepherd. And Jesus talks about this in the most personal of ways. He said in the scripture that was read today, the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them. And his sheep follow him because they know his voice, but they will never follow a stranger. Now you might be wondering, I kind of was, whether sheep really do know the sheep, uh, the, the voice of their own shepherd. And so let's go back to that farm where we conducted an experiment. Watch this again. Experiment. Jesus said, the sheep know my voice. And the question is, do sheep really know the voice of their shepherd? And will they respond? And so we're going to find out. Hey, sheep! Sheep, come over here. Come to me. Hey, sheep! I'm your shepherd. Come on, sheep. I love you, sheep. The whole church is watching, sheep! You're making me look bad! Come to me, I will give you everything you want! Come on, sheep! Here she be! Woo. They they really are kind of dumb sheep. Well, this is Kate. She's the true shepherd. I'm a false shepherd. Let's continue our experiment.
1: Munchie bees!
0: no respect respect. the text says the sheep listen to his voice he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice but they will never follow a stranger Just like sheep come to know and trust and follow their shepherd's voice, you can come to know the voice of Jesus, the good shepherd. Get a Bible, read about his matchless life, read about his teachings, follow his teachings, ask him for help, and you will, over time, come to be able to discern the voice of Jesus in your life. Now, the shepherd has additional tools other than his voice. The shepherd has other ways to guide. In the 23rd Psalm, there's this line um, that you know where it says, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And these are the tools of a first century shepherd, the staff, Uh, This is what shepherds use to guide sheep along the path, kind of keep them on the path, a gentle prodding. But sheep do fall off the path. And in ancient Palestine, that could mean down a a cliff or into a ravine. And the hook at the top is for the shepherd to, to hook that sheep and bring him back up to the path. A rod is basically a club. This is a weapon to fend off wolves and robbers. Now, sometimes the rod is used on a sheep who has, needs a little more attention than the gentle staff gives them, but mostly this is used on enemies. And so in the hands of a skilled shepherd with a noble heart, these are powerful tools. The shepherd guides and rescues and defends. The sheep guides and rescues and defends. And I wonder if anybody here has ever experienced the rod and staff of the Lord. Anybody here ever known the guidance of God keeping you on a path? Anybody ever fallen off the path due to your own will or maybe to a wolf attack and known the Lord lifting you up? Anybody known the defense of of our Lord, the protection of our Lord, because the battle belongs to the Lord. Anybody here would say that they've experienced the rod of correction on themselves because you were a stubborn sheep and the shepherd couldn't get your attention any other way? This is the kind of shepherd you want in the valley of the shadow of death. And we'll be able to say, once we know the The good shepherd with the tools will be able to say with the psalmist, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. They give me confidence. I know I'm going to be okay. I know that I will make it through. I know the shepherd will keep me on his perfect path. Shepherd guides through his voice, through his rod and his staff. But the shepherd does more than just guide through his voice and through the rod and staff the shepherd does more than guide not only does the shepherd guide us but the good shepherd loves us this is point number two the good shepherd loves us God doesn't just want you to know his voice and his rod and his staff he wants you to know his love which is kind of what those things are about Jesus gives us this beautiful picture. He says the good shepherd calls the sheep by name. And the sheep that we visited that day were all given names. There was a sheep named Loki who had horns and kept trying to headbutt us during the whole process. And his name got called out more than any of the other names of the sheep. There was another sheep named Bruno. We don't talk about him. When you love an animal you give that animal a name, right? Nobody calls their dog or their cat, hey, you. And when Jesus talks about this, knowing the sheep by name, it it means that God knows you individually. It's not just God so loved the world. It's God so loved Kelly. God so loved Danny. God so loved Becky. God so loved you. Your body, your temperament, whether you're a thinker or a feeler, whether you're a free-spirited person or a list maker, whether you're coordinated or clumsy, tall or short, prone to be anxious, addicted, depressed, divorced, filled with doubts, God is not neutral about you. God is not distant from you. God made you, God loves you, and God can be your shepherd. Jesus drew special attention to this love between a shepherd and his sheep. In the passage that was read, you saw this. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. When the shepherd leaves his sheep to a hired hand, to a non-owner, to a minimum wage person at the front desk, and a big scary wolf comes in, what does the hired hand do? Runs away. I would. I'm not that invested. These aren't even my sheep. No sheep, no job is worth my life. And yet the good shepherd, the true shepherd, will risk life and limb for his sheep. And Jesus says, I'm not like the hired hand. I'm not running away. In fact, he said, uh, in the next line, he continues, I am the good shepherd and I lay down my life for the sheep. Uh, this is the point of the whole passage that was read today. This line, "I lay down my life." It's repeated multiple times in this short passage. "The Good Shepherd lays down his life." That's the real test of love. I don't know if you thought about uh, who you would die for? You have a mental list. Anybody do that besides me? You've got this list, and it's probably pretty short of the people you would absolutely die for in a heartbeat. You don't have to think about it. My wife, my kids, my list grows to include a daughter-in-law. Maybe some friends are on that list. And then you've got a longer list, the list B, which are the, uh, maybe I would. You know, uh, it depends on the day, depends on how I might, I might die for those people. And then you have the, the longest list, list C, which is no way. Right? <laughs> we have that list. And did you know that you are on Jesus' short list? You're on the short list in the heart of God. Going back to our sheep image, I think we'd all agree that sheep actually aren't worth dying for, right? That's kind of the point. Sheep don't make anyone's A list, and yet somehow they move from the C list to the A list. Jesus did not die for you because you're good-looking or smart or generous, though I can tell right away all three of those are true. Jesus did not die for you for those reasons, but because you belong to him. Because he loves you. Now Jesus mixes metaphors in John's gospel. You know, he's the door to the sheep pen. He's the shepherd of the flock. He is the lamb that was slain. And all of this is to communicate God's great heart for you. Not only does the good shepherd guide us and love us, Thirdly, the good shepherd gathers us. The good shepherd gathers us. Jesus is gathering his flock. The sheep respond to his voice and come to him. Jesus said, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock and one shepherd. Jesus is speaking to Jewish people and he's telling them this is not the only pen. You might have assumed, he said, that my flock would be made up entirely of one ethnicity or of one nation, but I have sheep that aren't of this pen, and I'm gathering them too. I'm drawing them to be part of this. There shall be one flock and one shepherd. Now, there's multiple implications to what Jesus just said here, Uh, but first of all, we should all be exceedingly grateful I don't imagine any of you listening today here in the room or online um, are ethnic Jews, right? The church that Jesus created, the movement that he started uh, began with ancient Israel, ethnic Israel, and a lot of people that were listening to Jesus that day would have been quite happy if it stayed there. It could have stayed there, but Jesus would not allow that somehow way, you a non-Jew with no ethnic ties to Israel were drawn by Jesus into his fold somehow you heard his voice not everyone thought you belonged but Jesus did Jesus reached out beyond what people thought was the only sheep pen and he went looking for you aren't you glad aren't you grateful Aren't you glad that we have a shepherd that virtually ignores man-made pens? The only only reason any of us is here is because we were drawn by Jesus. That's the only reason any of us get into his fold. And secondly, for those of you that don't think of yourself as very religious, um, you need to know that God cares for you too. Jesus cares for you too. Maybe you're one of those sheep who say, you know, I've been to church a little bit and uh, I'm not sure I like it, and I don't feel like I belong in that pen. And here's a little secret. I don't always like it either. And I'm a, I'm a professional. Jesus says to these people, these Jewish people who thought they were the only ones, they thought of, they thought of themselves as God's people, but Jesus says, I have other sheep Gentiles, sinners, atheists, skeptics, outsiders, rebels, scoffers, mockers. Jesus cares about people outside of the pen. So if you're feeling, I'm not particularly religious myself. If you're thinking this, I'm not a religious person, but I'm strangely intrigued by Jesus. I find Jesus compelling. Listen, that could be Jesus drawing you to himself. Do not dismiss that feeling that you have to something you ate or the fact that you're in church right now or watching church online, this could be the voice of God in your life drawing you to himself. Jesus is gathering his flock. Today, millions of people around the world, different languages, different ethnicities, skin colors, backgrounds, make up the one global church united in Jesus Christ. And Jesus has not finished. He is still looking for sheep who have lost their will or their way And looking to lead them to green pastures and to abundant life. And you and I can be part of that. I want to give you five simple things you can do to join Jesus in his gathering work. These are super simple and very quick. Um, A few things we can do to join Jesus in his gathering work. Number one, post something on social media. Right, Uh, uh, Talk about how your faith has helped you through this difficult season. Number two, send one of these I am statements to a relative or to a friend. Number three, invite someone to join you on Easter Sunday. People are more receptive to an invitation on a key holiday. Number four, give to the Farmington Hills Relaunch so that a brand new gospel community can be born. Number five, pray. Pray for a greater heart for lost sheep. Pray that you would love those outside your own pen. Pray for mission partners in Russia and around the world. Pray. We could go on and on, but do something, do anything to join Jesus in his gathering work. Jesus is gathering his flock, and he invites us to join him. The good shepherd guides us. The good shepherd loves us. The good shepherd gathers us. And how can we be sure that Jesus will keep doing these things? How do we know that Jesus will keep guiding and loving and gathering? Well, the text tells us that we can know this because Jesus is alive and able. I love this line in what was read today in the passage. Jesus said, The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. I, I, have, I have authority. What kind of authority is that? I have authority to lay my life down and authority to take it up. This gentle Jesus has some power. He has some authority. Who, who says that? I can lay down my life and I can take my life back up again. Jesus has power. He has defeated our ultimate enemies of sin and death. And yes, the wolf tore him apart on the cross jesus bled and died but he rises again and he defangs death jesus takes the claws out of death in this easter season we remember the power and the hope of the resurrection jesus is alive and he remains a good and active and available shepherd I wanna close this message by having us pray together the 23rd Psalm. Psalm 23 is a prayer written by a shepherd named David to God. And I'd like us not just to read these words aloud, but to pray these words aloud. And this will be the final uh, word here. Would you please stand to your feet, follow along on the screens and let's make this a prayer as we pray the shepherd's prayer, the shepherd's psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil Thank you for being our good shepherd. How glad we are to be a lamb of your flock. You are with us in the darkest valley. You guide us and comfort us. For your, both your rod and your staff, we are grateful. Thank you for pursuing us when we were lost and drawing us with your gentle and confident voice. We pray for those who are sensing your call right now Those whom you are drawing to yourself right now, may they hear your voice clearly and discover life and freedom. We give you thanks today for the one historic, global, united, multi-ethnic church gathered by you and in you. Give us the heart of a shepherd that we may join you in your gathering work. This we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen.